0: I'm Sarah and I'm an alcoholic. Hi <laughs> Sarah! I'm really emotional. Okay. Um, so first I'd like to thank Noreen for this opportunity. Uh, I truly am so honored to be sitting in front of all of you tonight. Uh, like Noreen said, tonight is also my 23rd birthday and to be able to be here and share my experience, strength, and hope y'all makes it even more special. Um, my sobriety date is March 18, 2018. I was born in Jacksonville, Florida, and I lived there for about six years before we came to Texas. Um, I grew up living around a lot due to my dad's job, so we were living in a new city in Texas every couple of years. Growing up, my dad was always working, and my mom stayed home to raise uh, me and my sister, who was two years younger than me. And I also have two dachshunds who I like to call my brothers. Um, Home life was weird growing up. My family never talked about any issues in the house. We avoided difficult conversations and constantly pretended everything was okay when it felt like it was falling apart. Um, it was never, I was never taught how to cope with my feelings or even voice my feelings out loud. It was as if I was like never taught that feelings were like a thing or like they were even existed. Um, I felt like I could never really show when I was upset, so I would pretend to be okay or I would isolate myself, go to my room. Um, I never let anyone get close to me or give them an opportunity to ask about my feelings. I was constantly putting up a wall. I always felt weird or like something was off about me, uh, but I never understood what it was. I just knew that I didn't want to feel that way, so I found ways to shut it off. Uh, for example, one of the first times I remember being too upset to deal with my emotions led me to fill a flask with whiskey. Uh, my go-to was to find substances because I thought that they would make me feel better. Even though I didn't follow through on that day, I think I was like 15 or 16 at the time, I hid the flask <coughs> along with several pills in my room for a day that I would need them if my feelings ever got too overwhelming. Um, however, I never got a chance to use them because my mom found them before and that's how I ended up in, my, in therapy for the first time. Um, even with being in therapy for the first time, my family still didn't want to talk about it and it became a secret that I was in therapy. Uh, I remember feeling like it was like a negative thing that I was getting help and I couldn't tell my younger sister because we were not allowed to talk about it. Uh, anything that would make us seem imperfect that looked down like on the family from the outside was like it just didn't, wasn't a thing. Uh, my parents wanted to make sure we kept up a positive appearance on the outside. I was also raised Catholic and I was going to church every Sunday, going to CCD classes every week. And at one point I took a leadership role like in high school, I was very involved in the church and became um, with like confirmation classes and youth groups, like I said, but like teaching and like being on retreats and like being on leadership teams. And so I was super involved in like, um, it's just, it was interesting, like going back into A with a God that I already thought of, so I'll get to that later. But I grew up very sheltered, too. I was always being told the way that things were rather than, like, being given the opportunity to form my own opinions. Like, I didn't understand that I was able to, like, believe things on my own. Um, I just I felt like it was, like, this is what you believe, this is what it is, and I didn't even realize there was another way um, or option because I was that sheltered. Um, now I realized that what I thought were my own opinions were really handed down to me as the way things are or were and I was unaware that There could be any other way of life. Um, I eventually began questioning the ways of my church towards the end of high school When I started feeling judged and attacked by the people of my church I started realizing how gossipy and judgmental it all was and I felt like it was all like some big joke Or like it was super fake because no one was living up to the standards that they were saying and so I um, <coughs> With that, like, a feeling of sadness, like, seemed to, like, always stick with me, like, throughout childhood and, like, growing up and in high school. And um, I really didn't start drinking heavily until I was in college, specifically. Like, it began getting worse when I uh, was a sophomore in college and I had transferred from UTSA to UT. Um, I was new and I wanted to fit in. Um, so, like, fitting in for me, I guess, like, I don't know. I was So I grew up. Moving around, and so I always was making friends every couple of years, and that was just weird. But at the same time, it was like, oh, you can kind of like be whoever you want to. But at the same time, I felt like there was a lot of pressure with that because I wanted people to like me, and a lot of the things like I was very athletic growing up, and so like I would always like outrun like the boys, or like outthrow them in a football, or like just be better at them and stuff. And so I like prided myself on that, and so I got a ego like grew from just like being better at like athletic stuff um, when it came to school like it wasn't like that great like but I tr- tried sometimes but um anyway, so like I definitely like wanted it to be known that like d- depending on who it was like I would prove to you that I was better at something than you and I would like make you know that in in an instance, like, I didn't realize that I was, like, making the other person feel bad because, like, I was, no matter what it was, it was, like, well, I can do this, and I would make them, make that very known, and that, like, kind of went into, like, even, like, drinking, like, I would make, it was kind of, like, oh, well, like, I cannot drink you even though, like, maybe I couldn't, like, <laughs> I, it was just kind of known, like, oh, like, she can drink drink, um, anyway, so, I just felt like I had to be something that I wasn't because I wanted people to like me, and I felt like no one lo- would like me for like me, and I was very, very, very concerned about like what other people thought of me, or um, others' well, opinions of they, like what they thought of me, and like on everything. That's just how I grew up, like living as how like my um, family is is they just care so much what people think. So that's just what I thought was like normal. Um, I joined a sorority and it seemed like many of the activities centered around drinking. Uh, While I had never been a heavy drinker in the past, I felt like I needed to keep up in order to fit in. So I also uh, liked the way it made me feel because ironically, it made my feelings go away. So the drinking thing definitely came into play. Like I was, there's some issues going on at home with my family or my parents that like, again, was never talked about my parents. split up or weren't living, living together, but were, are still married, and it's still like that to this day. But it's not talked about, like, still. Um, so, like, I know that that was always kind of an underlying thing that I was, like, really upset about. I didn't have, like, I blamed my dad um, a lot for that because I thought it was his fault that he left um, and never really gave an explanation why. He said he would be back, like, a couple months later, and he just, he's still not back um, at home. But it was, so that was definitely a thing that I, um, was upset over, but I didn't, I didn't want to feel that. And I didn't even know that, like, that's really what it was because I just pushed it away or just blocked it out. Um, and I started blacking out at events and parties. Um, that's just how I drank. I would drink until I didn't remember the next day and I would wake up and I wouldn't remember like what had happened, what I had said, um, how I got, got, to my place or just like whatever. Um but then it was like if it was like a Thursday and that happened, I woke up on a Friday and I had like scheduled my school like where I usually wouldn't have Friday classes so it would be like a four day thing um where it's just the same thing every night. Like what's the next party? What's the next like thing and I it was just the same thing. Um I became after, like, that happened, that was, like, a couple of years that that, um, happened, and, like, there is really no paper trail leading back to, like, my drinking, like, well, I did get in trouble once, I got, like, a misrep of age, but I was under 21, so it's, like, it got expunged, and I got pulled over once, um, after uh, drinking and driving, but I got a verbal warning, so there's nothing, like, tracing me. But ever after anything that happened like that, that was like considered bad, or the, um, it was like I used it as a sense of pride. I was like, okay, I'm invincible. Like, what else can I do? Um, and that like fueled the fire. It fueled my pride, and it felt like it was like, okay, what haven't I done yet? Like, what's next? Um, everything that I did involved alcohol at that point, and in college, it's the way that it like it seemed at the time was it like, well, everyone's doing it. Like, you go to, like, you go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like, you go to all the parties. You, like, why aren't you drinking? Like, and I was definitely, like, if someone wasn't drinking, I would be like, well, why aren't you drinking? Let's, let's take shots. Or, like, you know, like, I would make people drink because I thought that they should. I thought it was weird if you did it. Um, I didn't understand that. Um, and there were, like... I just felt like I could do anything. Like I said, like I felt invincible and that like it didn't matter too. Like I wasn't aware of like, it's weird. Like when I think about, when I think back about it, it's like no matter what had happened, it's like nothing could have stopped me because yes, you could tell me like, okay, I could understand like this might be bad, but at the same time, it's like, okay, forget it and let's move on, like not even move on, just like pretend that it didn't happen and let's do the next thing. Um, But there were definitely many warning signs before, but I took them as um, successes, basically, of like what I said I could get away with. Um, And it definitely, I think, should have scared me, uh, but it did make me just feel more powerful. But at the same time, I had totally lost control over my life. Um, I drank simply because I wanted to change the way that I felt. Uh, sometimes I didn't even know exactly what I was feeling. I didn't, I just didn't want to feel it. Um, and it was like that a lot. I would always, like, I started questioning things a lot, like, got into this very existential, like, crisis at, like, nineteen, twenty, and, like, would read up about it a lot, and then I would, like, drive myself crazy, like, thinking, like, well, what is the point of, like, life, or, like, what is the purpose, like, why am I, like at school right now or like, what are what are any of us really doing? Like, it's like, what is the point? Um, it just really didn't make sense to me and I wanted to know why. And it definitely drove me crazy because I was like, does no one else think like this? Like, why is everyone just pretending, pretending or like going along with life as if like nothing is like, I don't know, like not important, but just, like no reason I felt like there was no reason to anything and uh, that's where I was at Um, but at the peak of my drinking stage I met a girl who was the complete opposite of me Um, she was not a big partier she had good grades and she was constantly communicating her feelings which was very different for me Mm -hmm. Um, when we first became friends everyone was confused by our relationship because of how different we were Um, it was really funny they would always be like you're friends with her really like uh, it was just weird Um, when we first became, oh, sorry I said that, sorry, um, as we grew closer I tried pushing her away because she was constantly asking me if I was okay and if something was wrong. Um, she was one of the first people who kind of, like, was trying to get, like, knocked down this wall for me, and it freaked me out. I was, first of all, I didn't understand why, because I didn't think that I was good enough for someone to, like, care. And it scared me that someone like might care. So I tried to like push them away because I didn't think she should. Um, Let's see, she seemed to notice the things that I tried so hard to bury. Um, As our relationship evolved, we began fighting more and more about my actions and she was afraid of what I was doing to myself when I was drinking. Um, She brought up, often brought up my drinking or nights of blacking out, but I didn't think that that was the problem. I thought something was wrong with me and she deserved a better friend. Eventually she sat me down and told me that I needed to make a change. Um, she pretty much gave me an old tomato. I either slowed down my drinking or we couldn't be friends because I reminded her of her alcoholic brother. Um, but this didn't make sense to me until she compared me to people in my life who I thought had an obvious drinking problem. Um, she compared me to people who I knew that had issues, um, with the way they drank. They blacked out, which I did too. And I was like, oh, like, I just, at first I was like, how dare you say that? And then, and then next I was like, oh shit, like. Maybe she's right, you know? Um, but that definitely took a while for me to try to see that way because I di- definitely didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to disappoint her because our relationship was starting to turn into more than a real friendship. And, uh, um, oh, wait, I skipped a part, sorry. <laughs> um, going back, I blacked out and I couldn't remember conversations that had happened. Um, I was scared of everything and I was scared of myself. Um, I was scared to drink because I didn't want to black out and disappoint her or um, hurt her or anyone else. Um, I was trying to control myself after our conversation, but I thought it would be enough to simply hide my drinking from her specifically. So, and trying to control it at the same time. Um, So I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to disappoint her because our relationship was turning into more than a friendship and I didn't want to lose her. And this was really hard for me. I thought I was doing a good, job, a good job of controlling myself and controlling my drinking, but I realized that people who aren't alcoholics don't have to try to control their drinking. Um, we eventually started dating, but she had just left for a semester abroad and I felt myself going like crazy, like alone in my head. Uh, I thought something was like actually wrong with me, like the way that I thought or whatever, but I f- like, felt that I was crazy and that I don't know, but I was, like, I definitely was, like, very suicidal at that point, but I didn't think that I would do anything, but I was just, like, I, I felt crazy, um, anyways, uh, so I eventually Mm -hmm. thought some, yeah, I thought something was wrong with me and I couldn't get out of my head, so I started going to therapy, because I just didn't know what else to do, with the whole I guess at that point too I was the existential thoughts were a big thing and that was I couldn't stop thinking about that um, and so anyways I tried controlled drinking while going to therapy and I I isolated myself from my friends and stopped attending things where I knew alcohol would be involved because I didn't think I was strong enough to control myself so I definitely just like and I wasn't I didn't tell anyone what I was doing either so it was definitely isolated myself I was in my room and this was just it was very lonely. And just being with your head like that is not fun. Um, and trying to like, think yourself out of thinking just doesn't work. <laughs> um, but after a couple months of that, um, I went to go visit uh, my girlfriend in Paris for spring break of my senior year of college. So we spent a week of traveling around. And it was, I was still attempting controlled drinking. And on our last night together, I wanted to see if she was proud of me for my controlled drinking. And, but before I could talk about it, she s- started saying that this was the most she had drank since she was there. Um, I didn't realize that my controlled drinking was the equivalent of someone else's bin- binge drinking. Um, so I thought I was doing a great job. Like, oh, um, maybe like a sangria here, like <laughs> a glass of wine here um, every day. And it just, yeah, so anyways. Anyways, that night was the last night that I ever took a drink, and I can't really tell you um, what clicked between uh, that last sip of alcohol in Paris and waking up in my bed in, back in Austin. Um, because to me, when I think about it, it would have been the perfect excuse to drink. Um, I was sad because I didn't want to leave my girlfriend. I was internally struggling, but I really didn't know how or understand it at all. But First, um, I just, like, got to this point. I was seeing this therapist at the time who um, she was, like, telling me, like, you know, there's people who um, feel the same way as you. And I was like, I don't believe you. Like, you're full of shit, right? So, um, you know, she's, like, telling me that I should go to a meeting, and I took that as an insult at the time. Uh, Because I was like, how dare you think that I should go to a meeting like I think I was yeah, I was 21 at the time Um, and I just I thought it was some sort of sick joke because I was like, okay, doesn't make any sense like how? The hell did I end up in this position where like someone's me to go to a meeting at 21 years old Like that's when I'm that's when the drinking's supposed to start in my head (laughs) Um, but Anyways, so Yeah, she told me that people felt like me I didn't believe her Um, And so I got to this point where I was like Well, I don't really understand Like it was my thinking that brought me to this point I was like, I don't understand Like, I I remember telling her this I was like, if I'm drinking every day And I'm controlling my drinking It's like super tiring I don't understand what I'm doing And she was like just, like, looking at me. And I pretty much, like, talked myself into it, as in, like, okay, I'm just gonna, like, prove this to myself and to my girlfriend that, like, I can not drink, because I don't like when someone tells me I can't do something. So I, like, was like, okay, well, you're right. Like, I don't really see the point in this. Like, I'm not, why am I drinking? Like, I didn't know it at the time. Like, why was drinking? but, so I stopped. And I definitely had an expiration date in my head at that point, because I was like, well, what about graduation? Because I was a couple months away. And then I was like, well, what, if, like, what about like when I get married? Like, what am I gonna do then? And just like day to day, like what about like, I don't know. So I, I had an expiration date on it. And luckily, uh, before I got to AA before that expiration date came, um, so I ended up in a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, and my first experience was just not good. Um, it was so bad. I, <laughs> I don't even remember like when or where it was, but it was like at the basement of some church, and uh, Clemens came with me because it was like, first of all, I was terrified of everything at that point because I was actually like, oh, feelings, like I'm feeling, Real things, and um, you know, luckily she came in with me for support, and we walk into this room. It was basement, and I swear it was just like all—no offense, like all like old men <laughs> over the age of like 60, with like 20, 30 plus years of sobriety. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, so um, it just was, and the worst part about it all was that they called on you. And so we're in this huge room and they're like, okay, so um, if you get called on, you have to speak. And I'm like, you know, looking down, like pretending like I'm not there. I don't think I've ever been more anxious in my life. Um, I like could not breathe until literally the meeting was closing. Um, and I, we got the hell out of there. I was like, we're never coming back. <laughs> um, so, uh, but it is a good thing that happened because I, that's how I ended up coming to Bolden. Um, I came to Bolden one night cause I, so I went back to the therapist, and like, was like, okay, hey, let's try something else, let's, like, let's try a different one. So after being like, talked into that again, um, <laughs> I looked up some meetings, and I um, was deciding between two, and ended up coming to Bolden one night. Um, it was a beginner's meeting, um, Wednesday at eight. And I clearly remember my first meeting, uh, where, it's only a couple parts of it, but I remember sitting behind this woman, Who was, uh, to be honest, uh, who was so honest and real in the way that she spoke about her feelings, thoughts and intentions that I was just like blown away. And I was like, like, just the whole environment, it was crazy. Um, I mean, it's still like that when I come to meetings here where it's like, it's just different. And I can't really explain it, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, And I just, I wanted that. I wanted to know what I was feeling. I wanted to be able to like, it was crazy that like people were talking about their feelings and that blew me away. Cause I was like, I don't even know what these really are. Um, I wanted that. And so I think it was like the following week, the second time I came back, mm-hmm. um, the same woman was there and she spoke again. And I was like, okay, like there was something like pulling me. Like I knew that I needed to talk to her. Um, but obviously I was really scared and, uh, Clemens was still with me at the time. And so she, or she still was at the meeting with me. And so like, we're standing outside, um, and she raised her hand so she could be a sponsor. And she, she's like sitting outside with her cute little dog and, like I clearly remember like what I was wearing, I was wearing like a Spurs shirt and like I go up to her and well, after the fact because I was like, Okay, I can't do it and Clements was like, You're gonna do it or I'm going to and I was like, You're not going to, do that. that's so embarrassing. Like what? And so I went over there and um awkwardly introduced myself. And she of course, like um, come to find out she like was from San Antonio and ended up loving the Spurs and we exchanged numbers and um met couple of days later at Zilker and she just asked me like so like what's going on or like you know I don't even remember like what I just remember talking about like how this is so unfair and I remember her telling me about the hamster wheel but I clearly remember like I couldn't get over I was like this is so unfair that like I am here I don't understand why and this sucks and you know et cetera et cetera. Um, so, anyways, that woman is, uh, still my sponsor to this day, and, um, she, um, we got to work fast, uh, we met every Monday evening for a better part of almost a year, and, now we just meet like when we're free during the week, but we met. For, it was almost yeah, almost a year. Um, and started she went through step, the steps. Started reading the book. She told me to do 90 and 90. I did 90 and ni- 90. And then once I got but off when she told me to do 90 and 90, I was like, okay, I can do that, but like better. So like, <laughs> I I did 90 and 90, but then but then some. And then um, after I was done with that, I was it was like, okay, I need something else. Like, I didn't want to stop there. Um, Cause I just felt like I, it was just a weird time. Like getting sober is weird, getting sober sucks and it's hard, but like the first couple of months or the first year, even like, it's just like, kind of don't know what's going on. You feel like really young. I felt, I mean, I'm still young, but like, I have like it's just a weird time. Um, And at that point, I guess I'll backtrack a little bit. At that point, I had graduated college. Um, I didn't have to drink. And I had my first sober birthday last year when I turned 22. And didn't have to drink then, 4th of July. I w- did all those, like, firsts. Um, and after I graduated, I didn't, like, I, that semester, so, like, last fall, I didn't, um... I really wasn't doing anything except going to meetings. And that's really all, like, looking back now that that's all I could have handled and it worked out that way for a reason um because I that's what I was focusing on and it was nice to have that time and space to like go to meetings every day more like two or three times a day even because I had so much free time um and anyway, so like worked through the steps and you know I um I'm losing I'm getting off track um anyways so working through the steps I definitely oh number step one was so hard for me because um I was angry about it for a long time because like like I said I didn't I said it was really unfair and I didn't understand how this happened to me and blah 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 you know um but I couldn't deny it anymore. Like, I knew that it was true because I related to all of you, and I heard so many things in like the book and like everything that I was saying. I was like, okay, this is like me, but I wasn't ready for a while to like say it out loud. Like, it was like I had to be like beaten, almost beaten down, to emotionally to be like, okay, this is the way that it is, and like, I can't change it, and this is what I'm. I, but there is a way that there is something I can do about it. And so that's when I started working the steps and I just like, I did something different that I had never done before. And um, it was scary, but at the same time, like I didn't like there, it was either try something different or feel the same thing. And like, I didn't want to feel that way anymore. Um, so let's see. Um, hold on so anyways yeah, so step one I was really angry about that and then um oh yeah so step two and three for me going back to like growing up Catholic that was a it was really hard for me because I didn't like I said like growing up I didn't that version of God that was like taught on me I didn't feel like that was like mine and I just didn't, like, believe in, like, that God or, like, whatever that was at this point in my life because it didn't make any sense to me. And that's what I like about the step is that, like, I don't have, or step two and three is, like, I don't have to know. I just have to, like, make a decision. as like, yes, okay, I think that there might be something. It's not even, it's not asking me to believe anything. It's just asking me to, like, make a decision and that there might be a possibility um and I definitely for me like I really like like the water like the ocean and like just like there's something about like nature or something or like the clouds or something that I really like and just like the feeling of connectionness I really like and it's not like God isn't or my higher power isn't like one thing it's like lots of things it's it's like the way that like kind of like life works it's kind of like this is, it's kind of like that reason I was looking for. It's like, it kind of all is the reason, or it kind of all is the point. Like, um, but anyway, so step four, I really struggled with that one because I did not want to do it. But ironically, it, um, showed me some pretty amazing things because I got to see my part in everything, which was really interesting. Um, and... Step five, like even with my sponsor, like it was crazy. Like I didn't I mean I didn't know her very well, and like at that point, and like it's the, this relationship of where like some you're trusting someone, and the other pr- person's trusting you, and to be able to like share all this shit from like your whole life, and it like it's not comfortable, but like she made it comfortable, and made it okay. Um, so that was really huge. Um, cause after that, it kind of was like, okay. And at that point I had just hit six months after doing my fifth step. I did like, it was like, I had six months the next day after I, I remember that. Um, so it was just, I don't know. Uh, so let's see. Another thing like with the steps is cause four, I sat on four for a while, maybe like a couple of weeks and I kept on having to like, redo my deadline I was like I'm so sorry and she was like okay I had to set a deadline I knew myself I knew that I procrastinate like no matter what it is so I was like okay we're gonna meet this day and even though I still like ended up doing a little bit the night before like I got it done and I showed up and I did it even though I didn't want to like a lot of the steps or a lot of things that I had to do like luckily like for me like like um, willingness like always hasn't looked like liking it for me and acceptance hasn't always looked like. Wait, I said that wrong. <laughs> um, willingness has not always looked like wanting to. And acceptance has not always looked like liking it. Um, that was really huge for me because I didn't understand like just because I didn't want to do something didn't mean that I couldn't. Um, like okay, so what? I didn't want to do something. I did it anyways, and I like I did the action anyways. Like I was scared. I did it anyways. Um, that's what sobriety has been like for me. It's like, okay, there's something, like, it's like conquering a lot of your fears, basically. Like, like I was super nervous and scared to, like, do this, and I'm doing it anyways. Like, it doesn't mean I didn't want to. It's just, it just, there's always going to be something that you're afraid of. There's always going to be something that's going to hold you back, and it's like, you have the choice. That's where, like, our, like, kind of will comes in. It's like, you have the choice whether or not you do it or you don't, and there's gonna be consequences or, or whatever, there's gonna be things either way. And it's just kind of like, now I kind of feel that I can see those options and do the one that offers the most like to others and also to myself, um, which I, that's crazy. I never like was aware of that before. But um, so let's see but yeah that's going back to like I mean like I said kind of earlier is like I may not have a chance of whether or not like I have alcoholism but like I do have a chance of like what I do with it like I can show up to a meeting or like I could not um, or I could be out drinking right now I would still know um, that it's an it or like that I'm an alcoholic I would just be doing something different with it um, and Today, like, I have the opportunity to show up for others and myself and allow others to show up for me, which, like, I just didn't allow anyone else to do that before. Um, And one of the things now, too, is, like, being in the moment and staying present. Um, That's still, I still struggle with that, still. Um, But there was this one, this one time I was in a meeting um, in San Antonio once, and the story before but it's just really i think it's hilarious because i was like looking at the clock and i've never been in this meeting before i'm looking at the clock and um there's no like numbers on it all it says is like now 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 (laughs) (laughs) and i was like okay I, i get it you know and so like it's stuff like that or it's like it's almost like a slap in the face it's like this is what's happening now like, you're here now, um, it's not going to do me any good thinking about three years ago, or thinking about two weeks from now, like, I'm right here, and it's really cool that, like, I can be aware of that, and I get to show up in that today, um, and, and thing that's been cool, um, coming to Bolden and getting to know more people. Because, I mean, I used to come to Bolden, I used to, like, sit, or well, I always sit back there under the whiteboard, but that's, like, my seat. And, um, but before, like, before I got comfortable enough to, like, stick around, I would definitely, like, walk in, and then, like, I'd leave before anyone could, like, talk to me. I'd, like, not make eye contact with anyone because I didn't, like, you know, it's just... Now it's, I had to, like, it's, like, if I'm not putting myself out there, then, like, no one's going to come talk to me. Or, like, if I'm not approachable, no one's just going to be, like, hey, like, I'm so-and-so. Um, but definitely, like, just getting to know people has been really cool, too. Um, and, like, because you're, like, we're all doing the same thing, you know, like, you're growing with each other in it. And it's it's really cool. Um, let's see. I'm just, like, I don't know. I honestly have, like, no words when it comes when I think about the last, like, I just got, let's see, um, 16 months yesterday. So, like, just thinking about, like, the last 16 months, like, it blows my mind because it doesn't even seem real, almost. It's, like, this, like, all these things kind of, like, are happening, like, really great things, like, um... And it wouldn't, I know it wouldn't like be possible if like I was sober or if I wasn't sober, sorry. Um, (laughs) uh, But you know, it's like these things that I've always wanted, like I just recently got into graduate school um, and to do what I actually wanna do for a career. And it's just like, what it like, it blows my mind because it's like, if I, Because when I applied, it was during the fall when I was first getting sober and it's like, if I wasn't doing what I was doing at that point, like it just wouldn't have happened, I feel like. Um, But anyways, so uh, I don't know, I'm just, like I said, just thinking about the past year has been like the change and the growth, at least that I can see and like just blows my mind because all I really did was just some suggestion even though I didn't want to sometimes and it didn't always go my way like that's the thing is it didn't um, I always want that constant or that like constant approval that instant gratification like okay I'm gonna do this and then everything's gonna be great or I want everything I'm very much a person where like I want everything to be okay and if everything's not okay I'm not okay and it's like it just takes time like time takes time and it's not on my watch, and it's not on my timeline. And I'm glad that it isn't, because if things went actually my way, it probably just wouldn't be good. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like I'm at the point, like today, where uh, I, like I said, like I can show up for people, but not only that, it's that I, f- like I feel like I can, and that like. At least now is like I want to be able to like um, show that more. Um, but I don't know. All in all, I'm just like super grateful to have found this wonderful place with all you wonderful people, and just to be sober today and like for the constant love and support from my girlfriend and who has loved me through my worst and. You know, seen me through all the ups and downs, and continues to love me through my trying to do my best. Um, the fact that I even get to like build that relationship with her is something that is super amazing because like it's just I just wouldn't change that for the world. Um, and my friends, and uh, my sponsor, and uh, just everyone like it just wouldn't be possible without all of you. And um I'm just really, really grateful about all of it. so thank you.) Mm-hmm.